0: eftm tech cars lifestyle this is the eftm podcast with travel on eftm
1: good morning good afternoon good evening good day welcome to the eftm podcast great to have your company travel along with you each and every week here talking everything from rubik's cubes to cars that's my plan for today anyway. Uh, there's a bunch of people uh, who have been in touch and I will get in touch with as many of them as I can over the coming little bit before we wrap up the show. So we're going to talk everything from, I'm assuming, TVs to Wi-Fi to PlayStation. It's kind of the the trend, right? I feel like there's a, there's a few people in the audience uh, who could probably host this show for me, given that some of the things I talk about are you could describe as repetitive, but I'd like to think that they're um, they're individual in each of their natures and therefore still quite informative. But uh, I could be wrong. Uh, always interested, though, in your views and thoughts on all of that. I um, love hearing from you, and if you uh, if you want to get in touch, it's very easy. You just go to the website, uh, eftm.com, and click on Ask Trev. Um, I legitimately will be talking about Rubik's Cube. If you haven't seen it on EFTM.com, I've made a purchase. It's another Rubik's Cube. This one's good, so we'll cover that. And if you are so inclined, and I would greatly appreciate it, join the hundreds of people who have left a ranking or review for the EFTM podcast. And thank you to Mabo20, who uh, left a five-star rating um, just a week or so ago, saying the best tech info and advice available. These podcasts are brilliant. So informative and well-explained in plain language with the addition of good sense of humour. Well, who did I have on that gave the sense of humor? I wonder. Ah, uh, here we say. I'm enjoying the new iPad I bought on your advice. Uh, good stuff. And look, thank you, Marbo. Very nice of you. It is always also cool to hear when you've bought things. Um, one, because it makes me feel like uh, there's a purpose to what I'm doing. And secondly, I don't mind bragging to, to companies that people are buying things based on the things we talk about here. Um, that direct connection. I've always said, and look, Take this as you may. I'm not about building a massive audience. I'm about building a loyal audience. And there's a bunch of amazing people who listen to this show who, if you haven't already done it, uh, you can join The Man man Cave on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com forward slash EFTM online, like the page, and then jump into the group, which is called The Man Cave. And... um, you know, there's a bunch of people there. I can tell uh, that they're regulars, um, they're regular listeners. I can also tell um, when they say they've bought a certain thing that, you know, was bought because they heard it here, that people say those things. And so I find it fascinating when those stories come about and I, I love hearing them. But I also want to give a shout out to all the people in the man cave because um, we've got to well over a thousand people now. And what I love most is I get a lot, a lot, a lot of emails, a lot of contact, a lot of messages. Unfortunately, or fortunately, however you want to look at it, I've got an auto responder on most of my messages, so that it just says says to people, "Hey, send me an email. I'll I'll try and get you on the podcast." But there's a bunch of questions being asked continuously in the man cave, uh, and they're being answered not by me, but by other cavers, which is awesome, and and I love that, and I try and chime in whenever I can, but. I just don't get there as often as I'd like to and I think it's fascinating to, to read those conversations and I think most importantly also it's just fascinating to um, t- to see people solve each other's problems. It's really, really cool and uh, I get a buzz from, from that kind of seeing people help each other out even though most of you don't know each other, um, you're helping each other out. So if you can't get help here, um, always try my best to... Uh, Help you out somewhere or find someone somewhere in the team, in the group, in the club, in the man cave who can who can help you out. And a shout out, I'm never going to find it because there's so many messages that I get and they're all, there's, if there was one product I could ask for and if it exists, please tell me, um, but it's a unified inbox. I want, I just want to go to a single site and see all my Instagram, Twitter, Facebook across multiple accounts, DMs. Because I can normally remember who's got my who's got my phone number and is WhatsApping me. Um, I can normally remember, um, you know, when someone emails me. But gee whiz, if you send me a direct message, I am never going to remember on which platform you did it. Am I the only one that has that problem? Um, just so many. Yeah, you just get so many contacts across different platforms. So anyway. Um, looking forward to having a chat to a few people today and as I said if you are so well inclined jump onto Facebook forward slash EFTM online and let's let's talk let's be let's be on the social medias together Trevor along with you happy to help with any questions you've got just jump on the website eFTM.com click ask Trev good day Wendy good day Trevor how are you going really good what can I do for you
2: um, I'm just. I've just got a question. I've got um, the NBN, of course, mm-hmm. and it's in in the study. Yep. But I find once I sort of leave that area, um, the Wi-Fi is not the greatest. And I'm just wondering, is it a modem thing or could it be that I need to boost that Wi-Fi somehow? Or?
1: And how do you how does it present itself as a problem? Like do you notice on your phone, uh, like when you're streaming, does it stop out? What do what you notice yeah. that makes it feel bad?
2: The, the way I notice it the most is if I've got the little Bluetooth speaker happening or a Wi-Fi speaker, it often drops out on that if I've got it out. Like,
1: out in the lounge room area. Well, hang on. So, is it a Bluetooth speaker or a no, Wi-Fi sorry.
2: speaker? No, sorry. No, sorry. It's a Wi-Fi speaker.
1: Is it battery-operated or power? That's power. Right. What's, what brand is it? That's cool. Uh, it's not a common um, common thing to own, that's all. They're very good. And okay. They're very, very I think modern.
2: it's a Google one. Ah, okay. Right. Goog-
1: so, you've got a little Google Home, Google Mini kind of thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so, basically, you know, the modem that you get with your telco is – is designed to very effectively bring internet into your home and create a Wi-Fi network. But in most cases, right. the Wi-Fi network is not great. Um, yeah, but it shouldn't yeah. like it shouldn't drop out in the next room. Let me be very clear. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's unusual. So first and foremost, with that existing modem, um, mm-hmm. is that from the telco? Is that who gave yeah, it to you? Yeah,
2: Telstra one. yeah. Yep. Okay,
1: and it's the Telstra like smart modem.
2: Yeah,
1: I'm wondering, and I haven't I haven't tinkered with the smart modem, but I would suggest online they would have um, assistance guide, but what I need you to do is try and get into the back end of that modem because yeah. uh, so are you in a busy area like lots of homes around you or in a regional Yeah, area? yeah, yeah, no, but, um, busy
2: yeah. area, and residential area, you yeah.
1: know, when, when You open up your phone to go to Wi-Fi and it shows all your neighbours Wi-Fi networks because yeah, yeah. You know, it just does. Do they all appear yeah. to be Telstra as well?
2: Yeah a lot of them do yeah
1: Yeah it's funny it's it's a good way of knowing you know who everyone's with you or who's yeah. invested in a new modem because it kind of tells you but so the reason I want you to check the back end before you go and buy anything new. Is because yeah. um, it could just be simply con- that you're on the wrong frequency um, uh. channel, is what they call it. Sorry, in Wi-Fi terms. Yeah. So, um, yeah. in the back end of the modem, what I want you to, or, or what I want you to Google and investigate is something like Telstra Smart Modem Channel Change. So, the Wi-Fi mm. channel you can have. It used to be just kind of channels one through eleven, but these days different modems have larger numbers of channels. Yeah, yeah. And there's even apps, Wendy. If you want to get really nerdy. There's yeah. even apps that will do like a Wi-Fi diagnostic, and so you open the app and it actually just kind of shows you on a screen all those networks that show up show up on your phone, your neighbours and everything. It shows you what channel they're on. So if everyone's oh. on channel six, then you you don't yeah. want to be on six. You want to be on one. Yeah. So it could be that simply changing the channel will help okay. with that. The other so thing. is changing do,
2: the channel won't. Won't alter
1: anything else. No, it just, like, it right. just, it's just like it's just. It's think of it like a five lane freeway, and all you're doing is you're driving uh, in lane two instead of lane yeah. six. Every, okay, every yeah, makes sense. Every other lane is in lane lane five, but get in lane yeah. two. no one else is there. So Excellent, the yeah. other thing to do with with the Telstra smart modem is if you just if you work out that you can't do that or or make any f- effective changes, ring Telstra and yeah. ask them about their Wi-Fi guarantee. So they started this about a month ago, and to be honest, I don't think it's been marketed that well, but Mm -hmm. um, what it is, is a little extender that you can put in your home that extends that network from the smart modem, but it doesn't do it in the old dodgy extension way, it does it in the new modern mesh way. And so they will give you, um, I'm going to say it's 12 bucks a month, but it, might be ten or it might be fifteen oh, yeah. minutes. Let's call it yep. twelve bucks a month off the top of my head. Yeah. And what yep. you do is you're paying a subscription essentially to ensure you're getting great Wi Fi. But it means you don't have to go out and buy a whole new product. Because that whole new right. product is like three or four or five or six hundred dollars. Yeah, okay. That I would recommend. But as a Telstra customer, it's kind of almost silly for me to recommend that when they have a solution and they will give you up to four of these mesh extender devices for that one subscription cost. You don't pay per device. You just pay for the size of your home. So if you've got a small home, you probably only need one extender, but you might need two. So I would would do a little bit of research first about the channel change. And then secondly, I would ring Telstra and say, tell me about your Wi-Fi guarantee. Um, and see if they can help you out with one of these little boosters. And if that doesn't help or they can't help you with that, let me know and we will find you another solution. But I would hope to think one of those will fix it for you.
2: That sounds excellent.
1: All right, Wendy, enjoy things. How's how's, uh, the weather and life up in Singleton?
2: Uh, yeah, it's not too bad. We're not shut down or anything like that. So, plenty of mines happening up there. So, the yeah. mines are happening, we're happening. So,
1: it's kind of you kind of don't yes, notice no. it, do you, up there? No, there that's that, true. There was that month or so early in the year when it kind of was yeah. everyone was freaking out. The pubs were closed. That was when nightmare Yeah, came, <laughs> exactly. Um, I drive exactly. through Singleton to go to my mum up at Walker Road. So, oh, okay, drive through. Yeah, nice. Used to, used to choose to go Bucket's Way. Um, yep. back before I had kids and when I was more robust on the road. But now yep. I'm just happy to take the Hunter Expressway, straight yeah. through Singleton Singlet on to the New England and enjoy the drive, yeah. basically. But how nice is it? How, I, nice, how nice is, is the there? Hunter Expressway? It's ridiculous. I
2: know. It's beautiful. <laughs> and now we've had a bit of rain. It's a beautiful drive. It's not so dirt and dusty so where do you yeah, recommend i
1: stop for morning tea next time i'm in singleton because it's always where we end up like yep. i feel like it's morning tea time it's never lunch yeah and i it's a little i hate the fact that we always go to maccas
2: yeah no there's a little you know as you're going over the bridge yes um there's a little coffee shop just before that on the uh-huh. block before that and it's called worn out Wares.
1: worn out Wares. And it's great for morning tea. Perfect. Okay. Worn out wares. I'm Beautiful. there. I figured during the Beautiful. school holidays, another road trip is coming.
2: Yep. Sounds good.
1: All right, Wendy. Enjoy. Okay. Good luck with the Thanks wifi. for your help. Thanks for Thank the tips. You. Cheers. Good Bye. on you, Wendy. And uh, if you've got a question about technology, get on the website, eftm.com. If you've got a tip for a great morning tea, uh, don't mind a, a chocolate milkshake. Chocolate milkshake. Uh, don't mind hot chips uh, I don't mind a few things so just if you've got some tips on road trip morning teas <laughs> I'm thinking uh, during the school holidays I'm thinking definitely got to see mum that's crazy um, then there may be any, uh, there may be a western New South Wales trip it's been a long time since I've been to Griffith um, we just had Father's Day so I wouldn't mind popping out and dusting off uh, dusting off the um, the plaque on dad's grave and then we'll try and visit my sister and brother on the way back so yeah I think I think a nice maybe 4 days on the road kids will hate it but we'll just play good music and enjoy while mum works back home and then you know we'll we'll do something as a family in sydney the week after i'm thinking that's that's the school holidays that's my plan anyway um let me know what you're up to school holiday time is approaching we can't travel internationally we can barely travel across borders so what are you up to in your state these school holidays aftm.com is the aftm podcast EFT. Trevor Long with you. Happy to help with any tech questions you've got. If you're uh, if you're in the market for something, let us know. I'll try and help you out. If you've just bought something, let me know. Keen to hear about it. Uh, all those things and more. Just jump on the website, eftm.com. That's what Tariq did. G'day, Tariq. Hello, Trevor Long. How are you? What can I do for you?
0: Um, I'm looking to ask a question, and I'm looking to buy a new 75-inch television. <laughs> and I was just wondering... When is the next TV sale, and so I can well, buy
1: one? you know, I think you're at the the right zone for TVs right now. So we've had the big launches, right? So we've basically all the 2020 TVs are out now, um, except yeah. for maybe um, High Sensors Dual Cell still still needs to drop in retail, um, and there's there might be one or two more. But it's, let's let's just say all the 2020 TVs are in the market now. So. You've probably missed the opportunity to get a 2019 TV, although there's still some on the market for sure. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the next big sale is probably going to be depending on your area. You're in Melbourne, are you, mate?
0: Yeah, I live in Melbourne.
1: So, mate, honestly, given what's happening in the world, I would I would expect there to be a big sale in, like, November when people are allowed to go to the shops for the first time properly and not, you know, worry about a curfew or whatever. I feel like, you know, the pre-Christmas period is going to be epic this year because the government, the retailers, everyone wants some sense of normality in a socially distanced and COVID-safe way. So, yeah, I think November is going to be the time. So, 74, what do you – do you have a budget in mind? Is there a price point you're trying to get to? Um, Preferably the cheapest as possible, but I
0: also want a TV with heaps of features. Like, I've got a Samsung – like, and it's got all of the apps that I would want on it.
1: Yeah, so what apps, what, what, what sort of apps do you use now?
0: Uh, K.O., Foxtel, and all of those things.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, the thing, Netflix. so Hisense has just announced they're putting K.O., they're putting, sorry, Foxtel on their TVs, which is great, but they still don't have K.O. Um, so that, that's that's a big, big bummer for me, because you are getting the best value from a Hisense, to be honest. But, like, right yeah. now, here, here's an example. Right now you can get Samsung's 75-inch 2020 Crystal UHD, and that basically means it's not quantum dot, so it doesn't have the the ultimate level of brightness and contrast. So $2,300, $2,300 $2,295 for a 75-inch Samsung TV, which has their operating system. It's going to have the Foxtel app. It's going to have the MLB app for me. It's got KO. Yeah. It's got... Pretty much everything, including Apple TV, two thousand two hundred and ninety five bucks. Yeah. I mean, that's actually pretty bloody good price. The other one to look at, and maybe now is just the time to do a bit of browsing and then you can just kind of monitor the pricing and watch them come down, is the sony x eight thousand. Now it's an Android TV, um, yeah. seventy five inch twenty four ninety five, so it's two hundred dollars more. I'd nearly be inclined to prefer that one because it's an Android TV and I do think and I, I reviewed a Sony Android TV this week. They're excellent the way they implement Android. So Android yeah. is a very good TV operating system. So if we look at those two as being the cheapest you would consider, then basically twenty five hundred is, is the, the upper end of your price bracket and you would be waiting, I would think, for the Samsung to maybe hit nineteen nine five or the Sony to hit kind of twenty one nine ninety and that's when yeah. they'd be worth jumping on. A couple of hundred bucks off, and they'd be worth jumping on those too.
0: Okay. And um, should I buy from the sites like Kogan and Dick Smith? Well, if, you, so if,
1: if you're willing to, to have a Kogan, mate, absolutely. A Kogan Android TV. So – Again you've got that benefit of it being a uh, Android TV so you've got every app you ever want can be installed on it um, so that's a massive win M- massive win in terms of the, the style of TV um, what's Kogan selling a 75 inch TV for right now 75 inch Android TV um, they've got one that's $2300 yeah and they've got one that's 1600. Do you know what? Now, I'd say that's because it's got all the same features. Um, yeah. I would just say it's one generation back in terms of the panel. Oh no, here's the difference. One is a QLED. So twenty three hundred dollars yeah. gets you the QLED. The sixteen or fifteen hundred dollars, which is discounted from two grand, is not QLED, but it's still an Android TV, four K, seventy five inch with all the apps. Um, you know, that's that's pretty good value. It's pretty good value. I mean, look, mate. If you can't afford two grand, then yep. this this price here at fifteen fifteen hundred and fifty bucks, it's probably worth getting that today. Kogan will ship to Melbourne. You know, that's probably your worthwhile purchase. Okay. All right. Tereka. Thank you very much. Trouble. Good Trevor. luck. Happy shopping, my man. I listen
0: to your podcast. Two blokes talking. Tap. Come on the private feed.
1: Oh, good man. Well, now you're now you're officially literally. On the EFTM podcast, couldn't be easier. Thanks. Good, good on you, Tariq, and thanks for thanks for listening to everything, mate. I appreciate you getting in touch. Thanks. Bye. Good on you. And if you like Tariq, have a question, and you don't have to be nervous. I mean, Tariq's email, and I again, I've said this before, um, and it sounds uh, gruff. Uh, it sounds um, not 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 great customer service. I know, but Tariq's email was, "When's the next TV sale?" Because I'm looking at a seventy-five inch. Most likely considering a Samsung. Any other brands to consider? But the last line was, "I would like email support." I don't do email support because well, what? What's the benefit in that for me? Like I don't get, I don't charge for the advice. Um, I don't charge to to give out advice on the radio or here on the podcast but there is a there's a side benefit to me because I'm creating content I'm able to build audience and you know potentially advertise all the, there's a bunch of benefits there whereas if someone emails me and I email back you know my sister sent me an email the other day I replied 2 days later that's as close as I get to email support <laughs> so don't be offended if I if I ring you uh, Tariq Tariq was happy to talk just a bit nervous but I'm happy to talk because hey, you're on the line, it's just me and you. It's real easy. Don't be afraid.
0: EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast.
1: Trev along with you, happy to help with any tech questions you've got. Uh, whatever it is, jump on the website, EFTM.com. Click ask. Trev, good day, Dean.
3: Good morning, Trev. How are you, mate? Yeah, real
1: good, mate. What can I do for you? Mate, um,
3: listened to the podcast last week, and uh, avid listener anyway. But last week my uh, ears pricked up when a gentleman was on with some issues with he and his wife with uh, iPhone uh, and iPad storage right, yep. running out with photos. Um, mate, it's almost a mirror issue with uh, with my wife. She's got an iPhone eight plus, mm. and um, I think there's some something around 9000 photos mate so <laughs> and uh yeah i I'm at a loss what to do because um yeah it's not as easy as just dumping them off the phone anymore like it used to be
1: no that's right it, it's really not you've obviously got the iCloud on 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 the phone um but in 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 any circumstance, the cloud ends up being my favourite solution uh, for, for many yep. reasons, as you as you heard me say last week. And those that didn't hear last week's show, what the hell's wrong with you? Um, why did you skip it? And if this, this is your first time, you've listened, then go back. But anyway, bottom line, um, I just love it. I utterly. It's probably, and maybe I should do this, like rank my nut, my top ten just cool tech things because I do think Google Photos is is in my top three. Uh, yeah. Just my ability to just search for anything It's just still mind-blowing to me and I think it's only going to get better. So, yep. I mean, having heard that, what's your hesitation around something like Google Photos?
3: So, it, look, it sounded absolutely too good to be true, to be honest with you. So, um, my thoughts were that, okay, if we're getting a free um, you know, product from Google, there's obviously going to be some limitations. Does it, you know, in, in regards to like, does it re-image the 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 picture once it's up in the cloud do, you know are you only uh, allowed to have a certain amount of storage in the cloud yeah, yeah um,
1: fair, cool, fair cool uh look the the bottom line is it has changed a little over the year or years um yep. uh, i think when i'm going to say pixel 2 or, or similar maybe original pixel one of the pixel phones came out they said unlimited storage because basically they said if you own a Google device, it's just part of your phone is the storage and that's where all your photos go. It's It's been pared back a bit now and there's a few caveats. So basically, as I understand it, um, the basic service is 15 gigabytes of free storage with a Google account. Now that, right. that includes your mail. Most people don't keep all their mail, so just delete it regularly and you're fine. So you've got 15 gigabytes of, of storage space for, for photos. And that's uncompressed. So that means that when you set up Google Photos, you choose do you want uncompressed or do you want, like, c- compressed? Or essentially they'll they'll just create a smaller version of the thing because who needs a 10 mega, m- megabyte photo? I don't know. But yep. that, you know, in reality, you're better off going uncompressed because then in the future when we have... 1,500K TVs or something, you know, our photos don't look. Have you ever opened a photo from, like, a digital photo from 1996 and gone, oh, geez, I can't even see it. It's tiny. It's it's so so few pixels, right?
3: Yeah, correct, So
1: you do need to think about the future-proofing. So essentially, there is a – an account has a limit. It has a certain amount of storage and a limit. After that, you pay – to upgrade now, you, I think the first tier is one hundred gigabytes, and then it jumps pretty quickly to a terabyte, and then two terabytes, and onwards from there. Oh um, wow! You know, th- basically, you can keep scaling. Now I am going to look, um, trying to work out whether how I would search for it whether Google send invoices, but I because I pay every month for yep. my Google service yep um $13.20 so $18.42 a month is what i'm paying for my google services and, okay and i've got i got like a two terabyte cloud yeah right two terabytes is a lot
3: oh that's that's nuts I mean, we'd, I mean we'd all probably be able to jump on that
1: and that's not a bad thing right but but you got to be cautious about, you know, I don't know if there's family sharing and whether you can have individually linked accounts. Uh, you need to do a little bit more investigation than me. I'm lucky. No one else in my family gives a rats, so I'm in charge. Um, yep. And so it is all just in my – it's just all dumped in my, my account, so there's no big drama. Yep. Um, but, you know, people – a lot of people would be going, I'm not paying another bloody subscription. We play, subscribe to everything. And it is a bit annoying that everything is a subscription these days. And they got you by the short and curly from that point, right, because all my photos are there. they put the price up, i got to pay. Correct. In in reality, with, you know, 200 meg NBN at home, I don't know how long it'd take, but I'd be able to download that library. Given a month's notice, I could download that library and and put it on a hard drive or two, you know, like it's possible. So you've got that. And also there's cloud services where you can move it. Like I've moved stuff from Dropbox to Google without it coming to my computer or via the cloud. But I, okay. think, I think it's a good investment is what I'm saying to you. I think –
3: Yeah, no, it, it, it sounds like – that's what I mean. It sounded like it's definitely the answer to our problem. It was just, um, yeah, getting some of those finer details uh, in regards to, as I say, you know, re-imaging and uh, stuff like that. I, so. I'd, I'd
1: love to, to hear from you after you've started or at least seen the process because there's a couple of things. Oh, I have what's called a Google Apps account. So like yep. I run my, my domain name runs through my email and it's like it's it's all very serious. It's like their workplace style thing. So yep. I actually couldn't tell you the basic system of using a standard everyday Gmail account, what you get and, and what it costs. So, man, I'd love to know so that I can I can, yeah. I can learn from your experience, if you don't mind, so that we can no, kind of step through right? it together. And, and you know, I, I reckon there's two things I reckon – you'll say to me, if we talk again twice, if we talk again in a month after you've had a bit of a crack and seen how it works and you say, well, it's, it's costing this and, you know, it it, it, it worked, it's kind of uploaded in three days or whatever, then we've got an experience. And then I reckon down the track, whether it's one more month or six months later, you'll you'll want to speak to me again to say, you wouldn't believe how easy it was to find that photo of that person. All you got to you know, do is a bit of, you gotta, it's just a bit of life admin to go, yeah. Once it's once you've uploaded all your photos, you've got to give it, you know, a few weeks to scan them all and work them all and understand which faces are the same and everything. And then you open the app and you go to the people and you start naming everyone in your photo library and it's, oh man, it's just still, it's still breathtaking to me that it can recognize my kids from baby yeah. to 13.
3: And that was the other thing that I really, uh, you know, once I heard that, I thought, wow, that's amazing, you know, cause we've got, uh, two little young ones and, uh, to be able to, and that's where most of the 9,000 photos have come yeah, totally. from.
1: So it's, 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 You know what? It's also a way of working out who the favourite is because I realise there's a count. <laughs> I've got 13,000 photos of Jackson. I've got 10,000 of Victoria and 10,000 of Harrison. Now, you'd have to argue Jackson's older than the other two. The other two are only a year apart. Harry's probably got the edge there because he should have slightly less than his sister and he doesn't. So that could be an indicator. <laughs> it also yeah, recognises pets, by the way. Okay, right. right. Facial recognition on dogs.
3: (laughs) That's scary. Man, that is scary. So So, yeah, get into that. Was so one other quick question, mate? Is is so once I've uploaded them onto the cloud? Yep. What's the process then in regards to deleting them off the phone? The iPhone, the the
1: the app um, for for Google. Once it's uploaded them all, it actually says like there's a there's a button to clean up your phone. Yep. And you, you can hit that button now. It, it's a button I've never pressed. I'm not gonna Okay. Lie. Okay? okay. Because it's okay. like it's like the nuclear button. But here's and that's what you do.
3: Exactly. Here's yeah. what you
1: do. You you take your phone on on Wi-Fi on, on airplane mode, so it's sitting you know in a sealed bunker with the phones on it, photos on it, <laughs> yep. not connected to the internet anywhere. And then you go to a random computer at someone else's house and you log onto your Google account and you see your photos and you go, uh-huh. they are there. And that's the that's that kind of validation that you're going, I'm not looking through a window into my phone. I'm looking at a window into the cloud and these are my yeah. photos. They're there. I safely believe they're there. Delete. Then you go to the yep. phone and you hit delete. So yep. as long as you're relying on Google to do the deleting. Yeah, so let okay. Google do the deleting on your phone, the cleanup on your phone. Then, mm-hmm. then you're in a safe place. And the challenge is remembering a to open the Google Sync every week or so because it doesn't seem to work very well in the background. Just right. to, just to synchronize those new photos that have come in, uh, and also just use start using the Photos app as the way you browse photos. Um, right. Okay. On, Not true on the Apple. phone. Like, there's no doubt swiping through photos on the Apple Photos app is better, uh, like okay. for the last month's worth of photos. But when you start looking at archival stuff, you're only looking for a thing. You're looking mm. for a thing. You're looking for a time you stood in front of that sign. You can search for the words on the sign, and it will just yeah, okay, it will show wow. you those words, right? So it, once you realise backwards search compatibility, you, you'll just delete from the library. Go on, ski.
3: Okay,
1: okay.
3: It well, definitely sounds like the answer to our problem, mate.
1: We'll give it a run, and let
3: me know how you go. Will do, Trev And I hope the young bloke's toe's okay, mate.
1: Stupid idiot stubbed his <laughs> toe on a bloody stool. Had an ice pack on it when I got home, and it's like, should we take him to the hospital? Because I've, you know, when you stub your toe and you go to a doctor and they go, mate, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. Even if yeah, it, even true. if it's smashed, there's nothing you can do. So I took him, and the 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 nurse, in fact, was a father of one of the kids in his year, which was funny. Um, and and he goes, look, there's nothing appearing on the X-ray, but even if there was. I'm going to tell Nothing you the exact do. same thing. Just keep it in a good shoe and, and look after it. Don't do anything yep. running around for a couple of weeks. <laughs> but, yeah.
3: Well, mate, my thing is okay, buddy.
1: Mate, he got to play with my new fancy Rubik's Cube, so that was uh, that was the main thing.
3: All well, the toys, mate. All right, Thanks, mate. Thanks, Trev. Stay well.
1: See you, buddy. Appreciate if, it. If, if you got a question uh, like that or you want a clarification of something I've talked about, uh, very easy. Just jump on the website, eftm.com. I mentioned the Rubik's Cube. I should bring you up to speed. For those that don't follow closely, on the YouTube channel and the Facebook page, a month or so ago, I put a, um, I put, I've just, sorry, I've just got a message on Facebook from Tariq. Uh, it may actually be Instagram. And Tariq, mate, lovely to get a message from you. said, so thanks for allowing me on the on the EFTM podcast. Really appreciate it. It's funny because Tariq is one of these people that I reckon responds to every social media post I have with, you know, the little emojis on Instagram, follows me on Instagram. And so it's really weird and fun and awesome to put a a name and a voice to an Instagram account that doesn't have a name. It's got just a username. Anyway, good on you, Tariq. Lovely stuff. But a a month or so ago, I bought a a magic Rubik's Cube, and I put a video up online saying I got scammed. The video I saw on Instagram was of a Rubik's Cube placed on a table and – Set free, no one touching it. It solved itself. Okay, it flicked, solved, and blah, blah blah blah. It was amazing. So I bought it. Crazy. I received it, and it did nothing of the sort. What it was was a magician's Rubik's cube. So one side is mucked up, and the other five sides are perfect. So what you do is you show the mucked-up side to an audience, and then you throw it in the air. You land it, and hopefully it lands on the mucked-up side, and it looks solved. Brilliant. But it was a scam. So when I saw an ad on Facebook for a a Rubik's Cube that was interacting with an iPad app and helped you solve it and lit up and all these bloody things, I went, I'm getting one of those. Now, I'm thinking I paid about 120 bucks, including express postage, because I wanted it here to do the review as quick as I could. But I I ordered it on a Wednesday last week. It arrived um, on Monday. Pretty bloody good for a genuine product. Apparently, it was a Kickstarter last year. It's now now a product you can buy online. And it is awesome! So the video's up at to facebook.com forward slash EFTM online and at YouTube. Uh, just search EFTM or GoCube EFTM. But it's called the GoCube. Now, it's a bit rounded edges. It's not quite, quite like a normal Rubik's Cube, but it Bluetooth pairs with your smartphone, Android or iOS. I've tried both. And the physical cube in front of you is represented digitally on a screen in 3D. And as you turn in your hand... Not, not twisting the cube, just turning your hand. The cube turns. And as you flick and twist the cube in movements, it moves on the screen. So there's there's a part of it, this is a learning journey. It teaches you how to solve a cube through like an Angry Bird style progression. You do, complete one round, then you complete another round and it teaches you something every round. And then once you know how to do it, there's challenges, there's global challenges, there's some Red Bull World cu- Rubik's Cubing Championships going on right now. You can do real-time challenges with friends, like, it's epic. And I, I, like, I haven't shown the kids. I showed Harry last night just as a treat because he was at the bloody hospital. Victoria's going to lose a mind, which is Jackson. is going to go nuts because I'm letting Harry and Vivi play with it first because he knows how to solve his Rubik's Cube. I want them to learn. <clears throat> so this is going to teach them the ins and outs of solving a Rubik's Cube. And uh, honestly, I reckon it's a great present for Christmas for anyone. Any age. David Campbell from Today Extra uh, tweeted back today. I have to buy one of these. Are they available? Absolutely, yes. That's the kind of thing that would be the perfect gift for the even tech interested dad, let alone the kids. It's called the Go Cube. Um, it's, I think it's about seventy US dollars. There's different kind of ones you can get. You can get two. There's, there's different packs. There's also a, a basic connected uh, Rubik's Cube, which looks as like a normal Rubik's Cube, but it's got all these functions. And I want you to know they're not a scam. They're very cool, but get it from the legit website. It's linked at eftm.com. Uh, and um, yeah, uh, it just looks so good. It looks fantastic um, and it really, really works. So I, I really enjoyed solving a cube. So here's the, here's the other fun thing you can do if you don't learn to solve. If someone says, I'll oh, go and solve this, you go, oh, okay, and you walk away pretending to solve it. Then you open up your phone, you go to solve, and it gives you the directions. So it knows what position the cube is in. So it gives you the exact directions of how to solve the cube. And so you can walk back going, yeah, there it is, done, finished. <laughs> because time's not an issue in that situation. It's just showing off that you can do it. It's very, very cool. So that one, uh, the details are up at eftm.com. The video's on our YouTube channel. Like and subscribe, as the kids say. What am I, Mr. Beast, whatever his stupid name is? Um, yeah. I mean, do I got to give away a million dollars to get subscribers on YouTube? It's just so mad, isn't it? What kids are watching on YouTube these days. I don't know. Can't win them all. Anyway, uh, love your thoughts on the GoCube. Once you've seen it, have a look and let me know. EFTM.com is a place to go. If you've got a question, just click Ask. Trev, g'day, Brooke. Hi, Trevor. How are you? Really good. What can I do for you? Uh, I'm looking for a
2: smartwatch, uh, for my mother who has been diagnosed with dementia and is starting to wander.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, so I found it hard trying to find something that will allow me to track her mm. and speak to her. Um, she has an iPhone, but forgets to take that with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously we can't use Samsung with an iPhone cause it doesn't, um, they don't match. So I'm just wondering if you've got any ideas
1: around that. Well, look, first and foremost, you can use a Samsung with an iPhone? Oh, yep. okay. Nothing stopping you at all. The the app, uh, I think it's just called Samsung Gear or, or Samsung Wear. It's probably called Gear. There's an app for okay. the iPhone. Um, let me just quickly I'm pretty sure I used the Samsung for a little while on the iPhone SE. So I'm just going to quickly okay. search for the for the app. Um, but yeah, it in fact, I don't even think there's um there's a lack of functions on on it. There's nothing doesn't work. Um, okay. Yeah, Galaxy Watch it's called the the app is called Galaxy Watch. Okay. Um, so yes, so bottom line, yes, you can use the Samsung. Um, I think number one advantage of the Samsung is they look more like a watch. Um, yeah. It's, it's okay. A better looking watch. Um, it uh, You know, you can. D- it'll definitely Bluetooth to the to the phone and and make and take calls and stuff. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest issue I've got, and I'll be completely frank with you, is charging. Okay. Um, they got to be charged every day or two. You know, two days maybe three on a Samsung. You oh, know, every okay. every day or so on an Apple Watch. Um, yeah. You know, and that's that's going to be the problem. She she's gonna she's gonna not want to charge it. She's gonna not bother to charge it one day. She's gonna forget yeah. to charge it someday. So, um, that that I think is the biggest biggest issue you've got with with the the smartwatch being your method of tracking and tracing um you know a a phone if she's forgetting to take the phone yeah i just i mean i've never had to go through this and i'm sorry you are but you know you're certainly not alone in this so i hope there's a lot of support out there for you but uh, yeah i just that's what i'm worried about is you know the 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 fact that in the in the most time of most need it Mm. it may or it may it may be the savior but it also may be the thing that you go, oh, my God, if only she had that, she wouldn't have been out there for two hours instead of, um, you know, a day. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? That, that kind of worries yeah. me a bit. Um, yeah. Space Talk, which is an Aussie company and made kids watches for a very long time and still do, are coming out with one called the Space Talk Life. It's a nice-looking unit, round face and everything. Um, yeah. And it, it is specifically designed for seniors. Um, okay. but And, again, works with, with iPhone. But again, I don't think you're going to get more than a couple of days battery life out of it. Um, yeah. I don't I don't think they advertise. I can't see it on their website. Actually, how many how many days it lasts? But you know what? Regardless of that, it doesn't matter. It's it's not going to be forever battery. The, no no device that's connected, frankly. Yeah. No device that relies on a phone for internet. Like, frankly, I can't think of a device that will last forever other than, like, a you know, a Garmin tracking uh, tracking device. That only counts steps, and they'll last you a year. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. for the functions you want, it's just not going to happen. Yeah,
2: and the other thing is it needs to look nice, otherwise you won't wear it, so... Yeah, absolutely, and yeah. so,
1: so both the Space Talk and the Samsung mm. are, are wireless charging and very easy, so... Yeah. I just don't understand the stages of dementia, and I don't know when this will become a problem, but it is just as easy as just laying it down on the bedside table on top of the charger. It's just a little round dot, and it just yeah. clips in. You don't you don't have to plug anything in even. Like, you know, that, that becomes a problem uh, with older ages, actually just plugging in a concept little cable. Um, wireless charging avoids that, so which is, which is great. But, yeah. you know, is she going to put it on the charger that night? Um, yeah. But here's the other thing, and I think the space talk is the one – to look at first in this sense, you know, okay. it may not be the – it's not as as femininely attractive as uh, uh, as the Samsung, but it is certainly more like a normal watch. Um, yeah. The Space Talk, when I had it, I had it for a couple of days. I was using it just for a Today Show segment, but it would send me an alert because I was the owner of the device essentially, right? So I had – it was paired with my phone. So so critically, the Space Talk doesn't need its phone around. It's got a SIM card in it, right? Okay. So, yep. so it – does not need a phone but what you do is you set it up with your phone and you get the alerts that says charge your watch um oh, okay and so you can ring so hey mum, don't forget to put your watch on charge not yeah many. yeah you know you've got to have those chats as regularly as possible anyway you're probably yeah. talking to it daily so you know you, you can kind of monitor that and maybe create yeah. a routine out of it as well um so it's perfectly designed for what you want the space talk life is what it's called okay. um and you know uh, it's just really just a matter of does she like the look of it i mean it's a very standard looking clean round uh watch to me um okay. but it may not be her her favorite but yeah it's probably the thing with a samsung is you're not going to have that ability i don't think to very easily check on things like battery life and stuff
2: okay so I couldn't connect it to my phone as such if I had that one as cellular.
1: If you have um, a cellular, yeah. I mean I Yeah I'd have to check. I think most of the time when you're looking at the status of the watch through the app, it's doing like those status updates are happening via the Bluetooth, whereas the the only thing that uh, happens via the the four G is really making and taking calls and in some apps that you know, music streaming and things like that. So Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I mean, here's an idea. I mean, this is crazy left field, but buy yourself a Samsung, right, and test it out and use it. It's a great – they are a beautiful watch. They're a great smart watch. um, And see how it works and what it does for yourself, and then you'll know, well, you know what? This is perfect. Just give it to your mum or get another one. Um, Yeah. Maybe that's a good way of testing it yourself to understand, firstly, how often you need to charge it. But my my guess would be it's definitely a three-day window, if not two. Yeah. Yeah. and and yeah, that that might give you a better usability test. But um, yeah, the four G version of the Samsung Watch uh, could well be the perfect solution. Uh, just in terms of, I guess, style would be its benefit. Space Talk Life would be the best one in terms of features. Yep, Samsung would be the best one in terms of style. That'd be my okay. guess. And you don't need to worry about either of them working with an iPhone.
2: Okay, great.
1: Probably doesn't Perfect. doesn't answer the question, but I think it gives you a bit of kind of guidance. Yeah,
2: it gives me something to work on.
1: Yeah, exactly. All right,
2: Brooke, great. good luck. Sorry Thanks to hear your lot.
1: circumstances, but hopefully, um, you know, you can you can find a great solution that keeps you connected with mum as as much as you can. Great. Thanks very much. Good on you, Brooke. And if you've got a question, just go to the website, EFTM.com. EFTM. This is the
0: EFTM Podcast. EFTM
1: Podcast. Trevor along with you. Let's keep going with calls. G'day, Grant. Oh, good day, Trevor. How are you, mate? Real Just good, got mate. A quick question um, with regarding to iPhone 11. Yeah, and wondering if you can get into it if you've um, can't remember your password. So when you say password, do you mean like the unlock? You know, the the four yes. or six digit code on the, yes, on the front. Yes, yes, yes. That's and what I mean. Yeah. Do you, Do you know your Apple ID uh, password? Well, it's not my phone. Um, so <laughs> no. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, Grant. Do you see where we're going with this, mate? I mean, yeah, I do. You know, where I did do. you get the phone? Whose is it? Well, you know, you know. There's this is why the yeah. simple answer to your question is no. You, no can't, okay. you can't get the data. You can't get the info um, if you don't have the passcode or you don't have the Apple ID and, and password. So if you have yeah. the Apple ID and password, it's possible to get access to the information because it may be backed up in the cloud. But if right. you've lost the passcode... Um, the whole reason for the passcode is to protect the data on it and yeah, Apple's, yeah, yeah. Apple's stringent stance on privacy means there's no way you'll be able to get that it that can data. be done. Yeah. yeah. cool. All right. Sorry, champ. No, all good, Trevor. Were you just trying to help a friend or did you steal someone's oh. phone? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not a thief. <laughs> um, look, had a bit of a, um, a bit of family drama. Yeah. I won't go into it too cool. much, mate, but, um. I've, yeah, I, you know what, was, I've been asked in the past for that very situation. Um, yeah. High-profile people in this world have said to me, here's a phone from X person in my family, get into it for me. Uh, yeah. And, mate, I'll, even I've tried, like, you know, there's right. there's things you can do, like, you know, you dust the front with powder or, like, prints, you know, so you can see, oh. where, see where they're tapping. And if it's four digits, you can kind of just try a few combinations. But, mate, once yeah, you've tried yeah. two or three combinations, you start to take – it takes minutes, if not hours – and then you end up bricking the phone. It's it's yeah, it's yeah, there for yeah. a reason and yeah. good luck to them for having a password basically. Mm, all right, too easy Trevor. Sorry champ. No worries. Thanks for the call anyway. No, no worries mate, have a good week. Good on you. Thanks mate. Cheers. Bye. And uh if you're a criminal looking for advice on your technology activity, no, grants a good bike. Um and it's a, it's not an uncommon question at all. Um you know, it happens and it happens in kind of families for for a lot of reasons. Um but it's also just just forget those kind of um, sad or um, unfortunate situations that occur. It's just for kids, you know. This is why a passcode is important, but it's also why you should never continually change your passcode. The passcode is not something I would change regularly at all. So, yeah, just be, be cautious about that because it can restrict every access you have to everything that's going on. You know, this week, I've been driving a green car. You get a lot of looks in a green car. Uh, now, it's a green sports car. It's an Audi TTRS. So, you know, maybe there's a percentage of people that are looking at it from a, you know, perspective of it being a really cool car. But I think most people were staring at it because it was green. I picked up this car. I'm reviewing. Uh, Flipsy's got it now. He's going to drive it for the next couple of days and then we'll publish something. But um, I picked it up. And you know the first thing I did. If you follow me on Instagram, Trevor long AU. If you're not, if you're not already, why not? Uh, Trevor long AU on Instagram. Um, the first thing I did was stop at a quickie mart a convenience store, and I bought some M and M's. I took out all the green ones, and I posted a photo of the car and the M and M's. And it was Fair Dinkum M M&M and M Green. Audi claim its exterior colour is Kailami Green. Maybe in the spirit of the Kailami racetrack in South Africa. But um, it's Fenningham M&M green. I would love to see it on with a big M on the bonnet. Big white M on the bonnet. It looked really cool. But it was really weird. Again, this is all basically me telling you Instagram stories here. But um, later in the day, I went to the post office to pick up a parcel. And the package was bright green. Same colour as the car. Then... During the week, I was doing a segment on the Today Show about Father's Day on the the weekend, Saturday. Last-minute Father's Day presents, and I had some Belkin products. I was loading them into the car. Belkin products are the exact same green. Um, The Audi TT RS Coupe, if you're wondering, the one that you've seen on my social feeds, um, is a $140,000 car, $134,000 plus the um, $3,100 Matrix OLED lights and the $2,300 um, black pack, basically black logos and things like that. Um, very nice car, punchy engine, um, 480 newton of torque, 294 kilowatts of power, um, and goes like the of 3.7 seconds to 100. Oh, it was great. It was a lovely to drive. I didn't really fang it anywhere, um, but it was it was bloody lovely. I really enjoyed it. But you'll read Flipsy's full review of the Audi TT RS Coupe uh, very very soon at EFTM.com. EFTM.
0: This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast.
1: Get in touch if you've got a question. G'day, Michelle. Hi, Trevor. How are you? Yeah, real good. What can I do for you?
2: Um, look, I'm wanting to set up my parents' um, TV. It's an older TV, so it's not set up as a smart, and I want to convert it to a smart TV. And oh, uh, no. just wanting to know the best way to do it.
1: they got they got MBN or broadband at home? Uh, yes, they do. Who's that with? Uh, Telstra. You know what? Uh, the easiest thing to do is ring Telstra and ask for Telstra TV. I think they oh, really? it's is it ten? Maybe it's nine dollars or nineteen dollars a month, but it's a monthly fee. Over two years, you pay it off. It's like a four hundred dollar box or three hundred dollar box, and you know what? It's it's one of the best um, set top boxes you can get because it's got every app on it every app oh brilliant yeah so it's got netflix Stan, binge disney uh, i'm pretty sure it's got disney i have to check but it's got all the big guys and all the catch-up tv so one of the things i love doing is introducing people to catch-up it's like oh you, you missed you miss the block just go to nine now there it is yeah um there's so much free content on the catch-up service as well seven sbs nine they've got heaps of shows so yeah to be honest oh, the, the simplest way is to ring telstra and get a telstra tv
2: Beautiful. Okay, that's perfect. That's exactly what I wanted because I've got the Fetch TV. Um, so, look, yeah, I just needed the equivalent
1: for them. My, oh, awesome. My, my other recommendation was going to be Fetch, but as a Telstra customer, there's no Fetch deal and you're paying for <laughs> bandwidth. But, you know, it's it's Fetch without the IPTV channels and without the recording and a few other things. But so, so well, they like, don't need
2: that because they've got that um, another device for that
1: already, so that's uh, perfect. Bingo. Telstra TV it is. Awesome. That is absolutely brilliant. Thank no you. Worries. All right. Well, enjoy your day. I will you too. Thank you. you, Michelle. There, she's at a training course. She told me when I when I picked up the phone. So I appreciate her stopping down to to ask that question and uh, everyone get that advice. Look, you know the Telstra TV is a bloody good device uh, and it's in millions of homes, so it's harder to argue with. But it is your base level kind of this is this is your base level introduction to set top boxes because it's there to stream uh, from streaming apps. Yeah rent movies big pond um netflix stand binge all those things and then you're free to airs fetch takes us to the next level with kind of buying and renting movies IPTV streams um it's much smarter in terms of knowing what you're watching and, and remembering where you are at with catch-up shows so there's some really big advantages there but uh still awesome uh, little box if you're a telstra customer it's probably the easiest way to go good luck with that one michelle <coughs> Well, thank you for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here with me. Um, uh, I've been playing with a product. I need to know a sentiment. I need a gauge of thoughts um, before I publish a review. It's a wallet. Now, I haven't carried a wallet in pff, nearly a year, but I, I still have one. In, it's in my bag or it's at home. On the, I know where it is if I need the cards, and, and I've had a bit of an issue <laughs> I've been switching phones a bit, and I was using a phone that doesn't have tap and go. And so I suddenly realized <laughs> I couldn't pay for anything. had to duck home and get my wallet. Um, so be, I'm testing a wallet at the moment, and I'm wondering what are the features you would look for in a new wallet? So the wallet I've been using for many years is now in tatters now that I look at it. And I should buy a new one, but I can't remember where I got it. It was online somewhere. But it's just fabric. It's this, you know. It's just a few pieces of fabric that are kind of wrapped around each other, and you slide your cards and everything into it. So it's super thin. The new wallet I've been testing is certainly no fatter than the average person's wallet, but it felt huge compared to this because it's got a battery in it, not for charging your phone, but because it's got a torch in it. So, th- so I just want you to think about this for a minute and hit me up, Instagram, TravelongAU, Twitter, Travelong, Facebook, whatever, man cave, wherever. Features of a wallet that would make you buy it. What are they? Is it because it's thin? It's because it's eco-friendly? Because it's got a battery for your phone in it? Because it's got a battery for a uh, torch in it? I mean, what <laughs> what feature do you need in a wallet? Or is it just silly to be thinking about a, a new or better wallet when we should be moving away from wallets over, overall? Why are we carrying wallets still? Why are we carrying wallets still? I just don't know. Anyway, it's baffling me that's because I live in the future and you don't if you carry a wallet you live in the past Uh, there's also a great story up at EFTM Uh, Jolly uh, spotted a robot at his local Woolies so we've got photos of that right up there and some bad news for Stan fans prices have gone up folks $19 now for the 4K premium plan do you care? do you worry? do you not? let us know Uh, thanks for listening thanks for downloading back again next week on the EFTM podcast (music)
0: Sound crazy What I'm about to say The tribal